You are now off the clock. No more email, no more messages, no more messages. I'm on the clock. where we have those conversations we can't quite have on the clock. Sometimes they're nothing, sometimes they're everything. So this month's episode is pretty much going to be a little more personal, sort of um, some self-realization epiphany moment that I had uh, not too long ago, and um, it's kind of turned into a bit of a motivation factor for the year, I guess you could say. I don't know if it's a New Year's resolution, but just sort of switched my my outlook on life it was one of those situations where i was just kind of watching something and the subject matter it it hit a little too close to home and i was like oh i'm that that's that's me that's what i've been doing so i guess the easiest way to go about this would be to kind of talk about what i was watching how this came about and then i'll explain it'll make sense (laughs) once we get to the uh Once we get to the actual realization, um, but we'll start with how I got there. So a while back, I was watching Sound Exploder. It's a little short miniseries on Netflix. It's actually a pretty cool little miniseries where they take popular artists and they pick one of their biggest songs and they pretty much just speak with that artist on how they went through it. I I think I caught it. um, I came across it one day when I was just... I had nothing to do. Uh, my attention span is not as great as it as it has been <laughs> over the years. And I think I was coming off that it was a different docuseries on, I think it's This Is Pop. And I watched the uh, the infamous T-Pain episode where um, he, he spoke on his depression and the whole Usher thing on the airplane. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I stumbled on Song Exploder. And the first one was, I believe, a Dua Lipa song. And I just watched it out of curiosity. And I I enjoyed how they went through it. So I kind of, I scrolled through to see who else was on the the series. I think Ty Dolla $ign was on there. I watched that one. I came across um, an episode featuring Lin-Manuel Miranda. And he was discussing Wait For It, which is an Aaron Burr song from um, from Hamilton. So pretty much, like I said, it, it focuses on the creative process in you know in particular with these songs wherein some artists start off with a melody first and then the lyrics come later um and some come up with the lyrics first and they have to find the sound to complement it uh the thing that was most interesting about this is while the rest of these artists were making songs for radio consumption um lin-manuel miranda was making a song for a play so there was a character mindset he had to take into account while coming up with each of these songs, while he's, you know, tailoring them to that particular character, uh, their mindset, their motivations. And um, this is where I, I nerd out just a little bit. But um, for those of you who haven't seen Hamilton, um, Aaron Burr is 
he's not necessarily a villain. You don't really see him as a villain until the end. But um, throughout the story, he is he is most certainly the antagonist. Um, he was the the uh, the opposite of Hamilton in so many ways. Um, one of the things, if you ever if you haven't watched it, the the play of Hamilton, it kind of showcases Hamilton's impulse. And on the other side of that, you get Burr's like his his reservation. Burr is. He's the guy that, as the song suggests, he's willing to wait for it. Um, Hamilton's making these risky, by the seat of his pants moves, which a lot of times they seem sporadic, um, but he he's he's very intelligent. Burr is equally as intelligent, but he plays it safe. He's the guy that waits for the right moment in the right situation, and as you see in the play, he he often misses out. He, the thing that kind of drove him crazy is that Hamilton is moving with so much reckless abandon and he keeps coming up on top. Whereas in Burr, he's playing a chess game and he's playing it against a guy who's also playing a chess game, but he's moving like an erratic checkers player. Like it's move after move after move before he really has a chance to let whatever his grand scheme is come to fruition. Hamilton beats him to the punch numerous times, but he can't help it. It's his nature. It's how he was raised. He was raised to show restraint. And the one time he doesn't show restraint, if you haven't seen it, is the one time it cost him literally everything. So like I said, I'm watching all this and um, I'm just thinking about the actual story of the Hamilton play. And it, it just it just all clicked. I was like, yeah, this is this all fits like Burr was. He was he definitely had his kind of grimy moves here and there. Uh, but those, from what we saw in the play, at least didn't come until he was kind of fed up with always kind of coming in second place. But the more and more I, I really just like let it sink in, I was just like, oh, shit, I'm Aaron Burr. Now, before we get into the me part of this, this is the part where I put out a disclaimer, um, especially for anyone who's hearing this that knows me personally. Um, this is not one of those things where you come up to me after you hear this and be like, well, yeah, you know, all you got to do is this and, all, and blah, blah. at the age that I'm at now, this advanced age that I'm in, it's, it's not that big of a deal. I, I am very aware that, and well, I'm not, I'm not going to say aware. I'm very much of the mindset that everything happens for a reason, good and bad. And um, if it wasn't supposed to happen, it wouldn't have happened. So I'm not about to go off the deep end into some crazy midlife crisis. Okay, I'm good. There are a few things I'm going to take more risks with, but we'll, you know, that'll come when it comes. So how this related to me in real time of actually like watching that episode, it was just like, yeah, I'm I'm that my whole life. I've always been a super cautious overthinker. The crazy thing is, like, my parents, they gave me the space to to make my decisions and learn things on my own to a degree. So it's like, I'm not an overthinker because of them. I think I'm a bit of an overthinker because of sort of the, the opposite. I'm the other side of the only child coin. Um... 
a lot of only children have this reputation of being spoiled, um, being brats and just, you know, kind of reckless. But me not having anyone to like look up to, not necessarily look up to, but like no older sibling to just be like to observe and be like, oh, well, they did this and it didn't work out for them. Uh, Most of my cousins were not in weekend hangout distance. So I was I was pretty much to myself during a lot of my early development in life. Um, I had friends who had siblings and at most that's what kind of kept me good, like as a good kid, because one, there's no fall guy. There's no one to blame if I if I mess up. It's on me. If I messed up, I, I take that by myself. And I think, you know, in a lot of cases, that makes some only children fearless. It made me cautious because I didn't have anyone to really bounce ideas off of. So I just kind of grew up being more reserved. And by nature, I've just I was raised to be polite. And um, I think that just kind of stuck. Um, The overthinker part was because that's all I had was my thoughts. I had to entertain myself, which in many cases led to on one on one hand being a daydreamer, but on the other hand, just over overanalyzing things to death. And looking back on it as I got older, I definitely missed out on some things. I missed out on promotions, tryouts, connections, love, sex, creative outlets. The list goes on just because I was in my head way too, way too much, way too hard, way too deep. Um, But it became my my just natural thought process was I want this thing. But if I don't get this thing. It always varied, but it would always it would often be, you know, what are the things that could go wrong um, as a consequence? Because every every action has consequences, whether they're good or bad. And I think I, I tended I would always tend to hyper fixate on the bad confidence, excuse me, on the bad consequence, because like I said, it's just me. And there were there were a few occasions where I would unfortunately go straight to the the worst possibility because it didn't matter what the odds were it was still a possibility so it was uh it was a hard pill to swallow when you're just trying to relax and binge watch a docuseries and you end up having a an epiphany over the past umpteen to 20 years of your life now me personally having come across this epiphany and for the, you know, in the time of this recording, I, this was something I came a- across a couple months ago. Um, I just kind of put off doing the episode for a while. But for me personally, the, the steps have been kind of loosening up the chokehold that overthinking tends to have on me. I'm not out here jumping out of planes or anything like that. I'm not taking risks like that, but try not to be super uptight, but also, you know, not being reckless as well. It's it, at the age that I'm at now, it's it's a hard thing to and I'm not going to say unlearn, but more so change your path just a little bit. And that's been a, a process for me. I think along with it, I've kind of grown a bit more in the sense of certain outcomes. While they can be a bit daunting, I can't be afraid of them. Because if they're gonna, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and it's it's out of my control. I can only do my best with my best intentions, because that's all I've ever. And I think that was the other thing that has kind of been 
a driving factor in my life. Most of my decisions, especially ones that involved others, have always been like with the best intentions in in mind. Um, of course, we all know they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I'm not saying that as in, well, from here on out, I'm, I'm going to make my make decisions based on pure selfishness. But I do feel like that was one of the things that Burr kind of had uh, some salt towards Hamilton for was that a lot of a lot of his um, his decisions, Hamilton, that is on the surface level for the the betterment of the, the forthcoming nation. At least that's what he says. But. The, there was a selfish intent to them, which is one of those things that you have to have a conversation with yourself on whether or not your selfish intentions are for the right reasons. Because I do feel like a lot of good can come from certain selfish intentions, but that's way too complex of a, of a conversation for us to try to shoehorn into here. So that's me. I'm trying to be a little little less uptight taking things as they come and not trying to look three years into the future to a t you know it's always good to try to have a plan but you also got to remember that plans change but for someone that's listening to this or someone you know that might need to listen to this you have to have patience with a person like that an overthinker um, because you can't come down super hard on them or too overbearingly direct because then they're just going to think about that. They're going to ask, well, why do they feel this way about me? That might turn into, do they think I'm not capable of doing certain things, which I don't feel like you should ever throw that thought at anyone, let alone an overthinker. Uh, that just might get you some resentment, but to the overthinker, um, the cautious chess player that may be listening to this, it doesn't happen overnight. And again, I'm not saying that you need to go out and just start being reckless and just wiling out, but you got to be willing to take a few more risks here and there. But you also have to be prepared to accept the outcomes that may accompany those choices. And that's the hard part. I'm sure if you're an overthinker, nine times out of 10, you've thought of those. But unless it's like, crime or something like that some of that stuff sometimes it still happens even when you make what you think are all the right decisions so the goal of life is always progress it's always moving forward fixate more on well try not to fixate too much on anything but if you have to fixate fixate on something that's going to move you forward and try not to Try not to worry about too many potholes and, and detours. It happens, but just keep your your overall goals. Once you once you find out what those goals are, which is you know just a soul searching thing you have to do for yourself. Just think about that. Have some fun along the way. This thing called life is it's a lot, and it gets heavy from time to time. Again, I'm not saying just go out here and I mean I, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but at the same time, moderation, balance. That I feel like that's that's the key, you know. Sometimes it's okay to just have fun. It's okay to just let go and have some fun. Now, I, I think the only reason I, I keep kind of teetering off of each of these is because I know how the internet is, and if you don't say, if you don't explicitly speak out against something specific, people are just going to take that and run with it and think that you you meant that X Y Z is okay. And 
I don't have time to do that with every single thing I say on this this podcast. Uh, but, you know, stick to your guns. There's nothing wrong with being an overthinker, but you also have to loosen up that chokehold and get out of the tunnel vision. You know, sometimes it's it's OK to take a pit stop over here for a bit and try something different. Try something new. Failure is inevitable from time to time. Don't be afraid to fail. You'll you'll live. OK, and just remember, it's not instant. Don't worry about any. I told you so's. That's not about you. Anyone that that sees you going through this journey and feels the need to tell you, I told you so. Don't latch on to that. Okay, they were right this time. Move on. If they can't move on, that that's another thing you don't need to think about too much because clearly they're thinking about it enough for both of you. Okay? Just have fun. Learn something. Grow. It's a lot, this life thing, but we'll figure it out. All right. So as always... I am your host, Triple D. You can find me on pretty much everything under Off The Clock Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-A, Clock Pod. I'm also on TikTok at triple underscore D-O-T-C. That's pretty much where I go to just cut loose, promote the podcast. But as always, thank you guys for joining me, and I will see you guys next time.